Hi, everybody. I'm Robin Willis, and welcome to another edition of Expat Stories, where we present tales about living life in Expatria, a place where home really is where the heart is. This episode's storyteller is Dorothy Saramol, and was recorded on August 29th at the Atlantis Lounge in Portland, Oregon. Do I look like a Scot? Do I look Scottish? Yes or no? Yes? Thank you. I have been told so many times in my life since I came to the United States that I do not look like a Scot. You can't be Scottish. I have been told, I have had to argue with people that I really am Scottish, and they want me to say, well, maybe generations back, and then they hear me speaking, and they still argue, and in fact, I have to tell you something really interesting. I was in Japan, and uh, in my other life, I'm a singer, and I was singing in Japan. Actually, I was singing Spanish music, because that's what I do in my other life, my other other life, and uh, Sting was there. You know Sting is... uh, and I went up and I, th- I introduced myself to Sting because um, I knew that my children would never forgive me if I had the opportunity to speak to Sting and didn't. So I went up to Sting and he comes from northern England, near Scotland. And I said, you know, who I am. And he made me re- use his full name, his own name, not Sting. And then he said, you know, uh, I said, well, I'm from, I'm from Glasgow. And, and, uh, and I know you were very popular there. And, and he looked at me and he said, you're not Scottish. <laughs> and that is the most memorable moment that I have been told I was not Scottish. So I really am Scottish. <laughs> and, um, but I'm actually, um, I'm bicultural because I have lived in the United States for many years and I... Um, this expat word that you mentioned earlier, um, I, I was actually calling my sister today who lives in Scotland. She lives in the, the um, east coast of Scotland, very near the St. Andrew's Golf Courses, and she lives in a house that was built in 1470 that overlooks the North Sea. And honestly, it is a most amazing house. We've been in it many times. And I called her and I said what I was about to do today because I thought I should speak about the Scottish, um, you know, next year the Scots are going to vote for their independence from England. And they've chosen the date 2014 because in 1314, the Scots fought the English in the Battle of Bannockburn in 1314, and I used to live near the battlefield, so I know all about the Battle of Bannockburn, 1314. And so they are keeping 2014 the date for voting for independence because of that year, 1314. So they can add, you know, and in all these years since then, we can say now we're separated from England. Except my sister told me, for those who are interested, that only 35%, the latest poll says only 35% of Scots have the courage to vote for breaking away from England for their independence. So 
So, and here's my quandary, uh, because I have lived in the United States for many, many years, and, um, but I still, I can't be an expat, patriot, expatriate, can't be that, because I'm so involved in everything in Scotland, I still get the Glasgow Herald, and I still read about the country, and I still love the culture, and try and pass it on to my grandchildren who are fed up me saying, but that was invented by a Scot, you know, and the, the Scots did that, and I think, oh, grandmommy, stop it. But, um, but uh, the, it, it's really, really interesting that um, at, this, at this current moment, the Scots are very scared to break away from England because of the financial things that are, that might happen, even though the Scots have the North Sea oil, which they think will only last for about 40 years, and why should they break away for England from, for all that? And then they tell me, you don't live here anymore. And I don't know, I think I've spoken to enough immigrant people to know that that's a phrase that is used a lot, that you really can't talk about what's going on, what we call back home. And the word home is used so, for immigrants like me or any other people here, the word home becomes so changed and different. What is home? Home is, they say, where your heart is. But my heart is here. I'm so glad when I, I was in California three week, for three weeks and we just got back last Sunday. Was I glad to get back to Oregon. It was amazing because I used to live in California and I used to cry when we went back to California because I miss California. And now it was like, oh, oh, uh, and we were glad to get back to Oregon home. And, um, and then when I go back to Scotland, I'm so glad to, I'm home, but I'm not home anymore because that is not my home anymore. Even though I think in my head, it's frozen in time. My home there is frozen in time. And one thing I have learned to, in, in coming to the United States and having to deal with, with being uh, an immigrant and acculturation and um, expatriate lifestyle, I'm not an expat though, that's what I was saying. You know, I keep saying that because I still love my home country, which is still there. I'm not an ex, I'm a pro. Con, uh, pro patriot, <laughs> you know, but um, but this word home. Uh, in fact, I was so involved with thinking about all the different things that have happened to immigrants that come to the United States and who are the quiet people who don't. The Scots are quiet. Nobody. Oh, you're Scottish. Oh, the Scots have never they've never hurt anybody. Have they? I don't know. Maybe they have. Maybe a few English people or something. I don't know. But um, and they tell me in Europe, don't tell them you're Scottish because the Scots, you know, they've never done anything bad to anybody. So I think I'm stereotyping like crazy here. But um, but I decided that I would use my head a little bit, and so I started going back to school, and I wrote a thesis about acculturation and about the problems of immigrants when they come here. And then they liked it so much that I taught it in Portland State for 20 years and so on and so forth. So I mean, I, I've done something with it 
in order to help others to get through it or to work through it or to understand it a little more and people to help people understand a little more. But one of the things I have done since I've come here, in my life in Scotland, I was a singer and I sang a lot and um, I'd like to sing you a Scottish song um, because I do this to a lot of Scottish people here and everybody who are also kind of American, second generation, first generation, of course a little bit of Talisker helps. Uh, if any of you have Talisker on your tables, this will be a much better song. But um, it, I think the music of Scotland, the songs of Scotland, which I know you know many of them, for example, Auld Lang Syne that we all sing, and I could say to my grandchildren, that's a Scottish song written by Robert Burns. And I used to live in the town that Robert Burns came from. Um, you know, that's a song about parting and about coming back again. And Auld Lang Syne means time long ago. And, and it's about talking about the times long ago. And so when I'm singing my songs, I often think that people are so, they bring it together into their minds about that time long ago. And they feel happy for a minute about, oh, that was how it was then. But see, it isn't like that now. Things have changed so much. And the Scots, who are very kind and gentle, are also very willing to tell you, you know, things have changed. It's not like that. It's not like you remember it, it's, it's, it's different. And um, so let me sing you this song. And I'm singing this song because I know, you th I know most of you might know it, but I came to, this is another thing that happens when you come to the United States, these stereotypes. So I came to the United States and about the first two or three weeks I was here, people were saying, oh, here you are, and, and asked me to party, and, and they sang this song to me, to me. And it, they sang it like, um, so, so the song is Loch Lomond, which is a beautiful, beautiful lake. One of the, it's the largest lake, uh, in Scotland they call a lake a loch. It's the largest loch in, in the British Isles. It's very, very beautiful if you've ever been there. And um, so they were, they, the people were singing this song to me and they were saying, and they were very nice. We were trying, you know, so we know this song, you know. And it was like, oh my, oh, oh, oh. What do you say? You know, and said, thank you, thank you. So a little bit later on, I did sing for people who were still there the song as. It's a very, very sad song about how beautiful Scotland is. And one of the things that the immigrants from Scotland and from many other places is they remember the beauty of the place, how beautiful the soil is, how beautiful the earth is, how beautiful the trees are, how beautiful the sounds are. And Loch Lomond is like that. And so that's why I'm going to sing it to you because it's about two people who have parted at Loch Lomond and we'll never see each other again. And I could actually spend another 10 minutes talking about the political history of that song, but I won't. It's a very sad song and it's all about um, the people to the south, the, the English, and how they took away many of the Scots and killed them off and imprisoned them. And it's this 
prisoner singing this song about never getting back to Scotland again. So it's not one of those rumpty dumpty dumpty songs. It's a, yeah. By yon bonny banks and by yon bonny braes, where the sun shines bright on Loch Lomond, where me and my true love were ever want to go, on the bonny, bonny banks of Loch Lomond. Oh, you'll take the high road, and I'll take the low road, but I'll be in Scotland afore ye. But me and my true love will never meet again on the bonny, bonny banks of Where we parted in yon shady glen on the steep, steep slopes of Ben Lomond, where in purple hue the highland hills we view and the moon coming out fray the gloaming. Oh, you'll take the high road, and I'll take the low road, and I'll be in Scotland afore ye. But me and my true love will never meet again on the bonny, bonny banks of Birdies sing, and the wild flowers spring, and in sunshine the waters lie sleeping, but the broken heart it kens ne second spring again, though the wayful may cease from their Oh, you'll take the high road, and I'll take the low road, and I'll be in Scotland afore ye, but me and my true love will never meet again on the bonny. That was Dorothy Sermel, who, in not singing sad and beautiful Scottish songs, is singing sad and beautiful songs from Spain and Central and South America.
and teaching intercultural communications at Portland State University. For more information on stories, go to expatstories.org. That's expat with an X. Music by Three Lake Torso. The Portland Live Show was produced by Matt Miner and directed by Luann Moldovan and is recorded by Gary Furlow, who also engineers these podcasts. Thanks for listening. <laughs>